so the first verse in uh, the Lojong section. It describes the experience of uh, being the victim of uh, a thief, being stolen from. So that's verse 12. So Tommy Sampo writes, Even if someone driven by desperate want steals or makes someone else steal everything you own, Dedicate to him your body, your wealth, and all the good you have ever done or will do. This is the practice of a bodhisattva. So even if someone driven by desperate want steals everything you own, So imagine that. Imagine you come home from a party. The door to your apartment is open. And your laptop is stolen and your jewelry and some of the favorite things you have. There's a big mess, things are destroyed. Maybe you have had a similar experience. Maybe you maybe it was the bike. So you, you, you came back from 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 somewhere or in the morning you wanted you came down and and, and the wonderful new bike. It's gone. I guess we all had experiences like that, that something was stolen from us. So, the first step in this journey is to slow down and to give space to the pain. And, and what kind of pain is that? Uh, so it's like frustration, anger towards the thief, towards yourself. This is not fair. In what world do we live? Fear. So all kinds of really strong, strong, strong uh, feelings. I would like to read you a little story. <coughs> About this, this kind of situation. Which really describes a bit this journey of giving and taking. 
So the giving part would be this first part of connecting with the pain you have, uh, the taking part, the taking part. So opening to the pain. And opening to the pain means a big part of that is to opening to the felt sense in the body. to slow down into opening and to open to the felt sense in the body, possibly supported by the breath. And it's, it, it, it can be really, really difficult. Because there, is a, there, there might be a sense you're going to explode or you're going to die or it's such a, a big thing for us if ownership is threatened because it's mine strong identification with mine it's almost, it can it can feel as almost as if you as if your life is threatened so it is difficult to pause in that moment and pausing meets also uh, you know, to become aware of the blaming and, and so on, and, and to bring it back to the immediate felt sense. So th- then the taking also then starts to, to touch the pain of the one who did that. So you, you through, through being in contact with your own pain, that gives you the door to connect with the pain of the person, trying to walk in the shoes of the person who did that. In Tongmei Sangpo, I think he expressed it a, it's, it, it's a bit in this, uh, driven by desperate want, desperate want. So there can be, when you when you let that sink in, you, you you can you can you can you can open to. Well, of course, you experience this desperation, this despair and anger and so on. But in the practice of taking, you then open also to the pain of the person who did that. And there's a little story here. Uh, from uh, from a student of Deepama. Uh, I think I have talked about her before. She she was this uh, house housewife who was living in Calcutta, and she had a profound awakening experience in Burma. She was she meditated dot and uh, there, and then. Uh, she came. She lived in Calcutta, and she became a teacher also of some Westerners. And so there's a book about her and stu- and uh, the experiences students had with her. And there's this one, one student. Uh, she came to to the United States in the 80s to teach. So mm, this is a story from the stories happening in New York. So for a couple of years, it seemed that whenever I visited New York City, my car would get broken into 
and my radio ripped off. I have had this experience in Amsterdam. They had they had smashed the window of my car, and they had taken my radio and my back then it was still cassette cassettes player, yeah, and had and had it uh, taken off. And I had bought it and installed it, and it was an old car. This thing was probably the most expensive in the whole car. <laughs> the newest, most beautiful piece in the whole car. So my car would get broken into and my radio ripped off. I had been invited to a friend's wedding in Queens. I told Deepama that I was thinking of taking the train because my radio always gets stolen. Don't be silly, she said. Go by car. So we ended up taking the car, which by that time had a security system installed in it. We parked the car and went to the wedding. When we came out, Sure enough, my car had been broken into yet again. This time they took not only the radio, but all my tapes too. Well, this is particularly painful. All the tapes which you have been <laughs> recording yourself by pressing on the, mm -hmm. hoping that the moderator was not talking into it. Yeah? <laughs> so all my tapes. The, 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 the personal the, the personal touch when we got back I walked into the house and Deepama asked how was the wedding the wedding was great I said but my car broken but my car got broken in into my car got broken into again and the radio was stolen I'm really upset Deepama just burst out laughing. What's so funny? You must have been a thief in your former lifetime. How many more times do you think you will need to have your radio stolen? You tell me, I demanded. How many more times? Tell me, so I can be prepared. Ignoring my question, she asked, what did you do? What was your reaction when the car was broken into? So, what did you do? What was, what was your reaction when the car was broken into? I was really angry because it happened so many times and I thought I had a security system. She looked at me with amazement. You mean you didn't even think about the man who took your radio? How sad his life must be? She closed her eyes and started chanting quietly to herself. And I knew she was saying matter, loving kindness, blessings for the thief. That was a wonderful lesson for me.
So that's the the taking, or connecting with the uh, taking in your own pain and taking in the pain of the person who did this. So that's that's the progression, which is more and less, more or less, the same in these six verses. Slowing down with the in-breath maybe, but it does not need to be connected with the breath, but being present with your pain, then opening and connecting with the person who did that, for th- this, did that, and that is different things, here it was being stolen from. And then the third step is to broaden that and to realize that there's countless similar situations happening and happened everywhere. So you go from me to opening to the pain of the person who did that and then opening to the pain we share and then with the out-breath or the, the giving is then what Deepama now did with the loving-kindness meditation so the giving of the giving giving it away I remember a situation when I was in Nalanda in the monastery um, when I one morning came to the office and someone had stolen, had broken into the monastery and had broken into our drawer and had taken out the money or the donations. So, and uh, so I. I felt like, you know, Ken McLeod is describing that. So, you don't feel safe anymore. You are angry. Angry at the thief you broke into your home. Angry at yourself for not taking more precautions. Angry at a world in which people steal. You want the thief caught and punished. You want him to know how it feels to be robbed. You want him to know what it is like to be frightened and scared. You you get so worked up, you can't sleep anymore with anger and fear and... So, and then... So begin with your pain and your upset. So it's not glossing over, it's not trying to you know, say, ah, you know, it's all empty, it does not exist, or stuff like that, this kind of premature spiritual bypassing. 
that's, uh, that is very important. So yes, it's all empty, but nevertheless, you are scared and afraid and angry, violently angry. So the first step is uh, acknowledging and being with, with the pain without getting completely swept away. And that is something you need to train in meditation. To get, to, get to, to cultivate that capacity to be with something, also in an intensive situation, without getting completely swept away and fused and identified with it. So there is a bit, so there is a bit of a sense that you are bigger than that. And that is something you learn in meditation. So you, 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 you kind of, and, and, and that's why it's so important to get to know how uh, this kind of reactivity feels in the body, the felt sense in the body. So, so you, you, you get to know how it is to approach it, to breathe into it, to soften the edges, to hold it, to drop the story, to go back to it, to drop the story, to go back to it. But there is a sense of like that your awareness is like hands who hold it and, and hands which are bigger than. So this is important. I mean, you can't do this first step if you have not, to a certain degree, developed this capacity. Because otherwise you, you will just get lost in it. Then actually turning towards the pain can make it stronger. So that's why it's so important. You know, the meditation posture, taking refuge, uh, being able to ground yourself, being able to have a sense of that your body is more than this turmoil in your stomach and in your solar plexus. So there needs to be a, a, like a, a groundedness in, in the meditation posture, in, the, uh, in your practice. Uh, so the, the situation in, in Alanda. So what happened then? Uh, you know, I kind of stormed to our teacher. He was a Tibetan, uh, a Tibetan geisha, and you know, I like, I was like furious, self-righteous, goody-goody monk. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so and the. The, the teacher, he was just you know, listening to it, and so, and then he um, he he called all the monks, and, uh, and and we went into the into our meditation room, and we sat down, and then we did a tara puja for the thief, giving all the money away, visualizing. Imagine to give all the money away so that he wouldn't have the bad karma of having stolen 
having stolen from a monastery. <laughs> so that, that was the giving. The, 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 the giving part of the practice of Tonglen. Dipama, uh, the loving kindness, the metta meditation. And Ken Lloyd said, says, you can send your own wealth, enjoyment, and appreciation. Uh, what is uh, what is what is good in that when you I mean you do it your your own way like uh, so the sending uh, what is good is when you do it that you, you you do the sending to the pain of the thief and to the pain of all the people who have experienced the same so the thieves and the victims of thieves but also you give it to yourself. So your own pain is part of that, you know, it's part of this field of giving. Do you know what I mean? It's like you have this, you, you have still have this pain in your, in your chest. Yeah? So, so with the out-breath, you, you, you give, you give to the thief, you give to the pain of the thief, you give to the pain of the other people who have experienced the same, but that includes also your own pain. So you give the relief and the compassion and the kindness and the generosity also to yourself at the same time. This is really an interesting, if that is possible for you, it is a, it is a, a relief to experience uh, like a, a, a space, a bigger space where your pain is a part of it. And it's not all. It's not the whole thing. It, it's not the, you know, it's not this kind of, oh, my pain and my, it's me, my, uh, but it's more like, so there is the, it's, it's bigger, and there's the pain of the thief, and there's the pain of the other people, and you give. And then, you know, so different ways to, to imagine or to feel this giving. And, and you could, for example, imagine that the Kamapa and the Dalai Lama stand behind you and support you in, in your generosity, in your giving. Maybe you feel like, oh, I, I don't have anything to give. I, I, I you know who am I? I, can, I can't give anything. Yeah? So then you feel the Kamapa and the Dalai Lama behind you and you become like a bit of a kind of a vessel for their generosity, for their wisdom. So and then if you do that, so you 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 soft you open the situation. You 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 entangle yourself from the situation. Then what can happen is that 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 wisdom comes comes into into it. Right? Wisdom arises. Insights arises. And uh, with um, with this uh, situation of being stolen from, 
that could be uh, the insight of what starting to reflect on this me and mine, the ownership. You know, th- this illusion that we have that things actually belong to us, that they are ours, and that they will be our that they will be ours tomorrow. Which is not true. It's it's a it's artificial. It's like it's a, it's conceptual. It's made up. It's stories. I mean, I don't know who will have this shirt tomorrow. Maybe I drop that that on the on the way on the way home <coughs> in the hospital. They take it off and they throw it away, and someone else finds it in the garbage and has it tomorrow. I don't know who is going to live in our flat next month. I have a sense like it's our flat. I pay for it. Uh, it's it's my flat, but but it's that's not how things are. So in in that in that uh, in in this in this progression of working with this situation from the self-centered reactivity to you know compassion touching the dark places in you and the thief and with that touching the dark places of all of us and then n- not even searching for it but just observing how there can be a shift how kind of the insight arises just like Oh yeah, the problem is my sense, my strong sense of me and mine. That's the problem. So Ken, Ken McLeod says, nothing you own is truly yours. Your home is not yours. The books in your home are not yours. Even the money in your bank account is not yours. You just have the use of it. And as you wake up to the understanding that all this notion about life are nothing but mist and smoke, you feel both a tremendous loss and a great relief. You also feel an infinite compassion for those who are caught in the dream and cannot see beyond it. So, the progression from the self-centered reactivity to compassion, to bringing light into the dark places, It's amazing to realize, or it's amazing to feel how you are not different from the thief. Both, both are suffering. Both are in pain. A- and both have the same seeds of greed and violence in them. And then, opening to the to the experience, to the inside, how this is all made up, how me and mine 
and other is, is made up. How the sense of ownership is the story. Based on the on the I thought. Based on the I thought. So this is uh, the basic recipe how uh, Tongma Sampo and then the, in the commentary of Ken McCloyd, uh, these uh, situations where we've where we where we've uh, heard the most deeply, how they become like teachers because they bring us into our dark places. And dark places here are places of pain, places of wounds, but also places of our greed, our violence, our, our self-centeredness. So places which in Jungian psychology would, would be called the shadow things we don't want to see because in a situation like this uh, being stolen from it's so easy to project it all out so the darkness is out there how you know, the anger of the unjust and then the unjust the, how unjust it is to live in a world where people steal from each other and I'm so pure that's like the so I'm so pure. How can this happen to me? How can people do that? How can people do that? Like, how can people do that? This practice uh, is a counter-instinctual. Uh, it's not how our mind works. It's not our first natural reaction. Absolutely not. We will. Uh, we have the tendency because we want to feel good about ourselves. We want to see these things in others, not in us. So let's see what happens next time. Be curious about it.
and and of course that does not mean that we are uh, like like in the monastery then we bought a safe yeah so it's not that you know we shouldn't uh, protect our property and take care of it and not uh, you know make it easy for people to steal or that's not the uh, that's not the conclusion uh, of course uh, it's not about uh, you know, becoming a doormat and letting things just happen to you. Uh, but so hopefully next time someone steals from us, it's not such a big thing, but big enough that we can see and go through this process. It's so important in this first uh, in this first step to really acknowledge where you are with it. And uh, and to acknowledge how difficult it is then to practice the giving. So it it does it does not say oh and then easily and lightly you give everything away. No, it's not like this. So you do but you do it anyway. And then you, then you, then you notice, ah, you know, this this feels so stupid. Now, uh, so there is resistance, and and that's good. So it's so important to be honest in this process, not to, uh, not to run through these steps and keep it on a kind of superficial level. And if you feel oh, this is just now, it's not possible. So you go as far as it as it possible. Okay, so let's have a break, and then after we go to the. to the to the next no, one of the big themes here is uh, reputation what other people think of you, you know, being criticized being slandered hearing uh, hearing rumors about you and uh, This is amazing how much we are affected by how, what how, you know, it's amazing how much we want other people to like us, how much we want to be part of the group, how important it is for for us what other people think, and it, we are hardwired it's in our bones. And to 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 say like yeah I don't care what other people think this is bullshit. So more dark places. And first thirteen. Even if you have done nothing wrong at all, and someone still tries to take your head off, spurred by compassion. 
take all his or her evil into you. This is the practice of a Bodhisattva. Even if you have done nothing wrong at all, you have uh, contact with customers, probably you get into this situation sometimes. Even if you have done nothing wrong at all, you have given your best. And still someone tries to take your head off. Spurred by compassion, take all his or her evil into you. Completely counter-instinctual. It's like, that's the situation where, where we become defensive. So here the, the practice of uh, giving and taking really uh, counter-instinctual and that's why it's so difficult because of course we avoid any kind of discomfort and pain. It's hardwired in us since we were amoebia. <laughs> so, the, the first, the first gesture. Once we were able to take, to make a gesture like, like we were like one, like just one cell. The first gesture was. I like this. I don't like that. So. It's, it's really understandable that that we are all. Don't want to talk, we don't want to turn to the dark places. And again, dark places here, the wounds and pains we have, but also what would be called the shadow. That's why we see it out there. So now, again, in this situation, and maybe you had recently a situation like that, you know, where you, ha- you, you haven't done anything. You, you were just there. You tried your best. And and then you, then someone tries to take your head off. So the first step is to acknowledge the pain, how unjust it is, how it shouldn't happen. I'm such a good person. Why is this happening to me? This is not fair. In what kind of society do I live? People are so inconsiderate. And then uh, so 
the emphasis on uh, the felt sense in the body. And then the second, even more difficult, uh, that would be uh, opening to the pain in the person who is criticizing you. Know the stressed out customer. <coughs> Walking in the shoes. The, of course, you as a victim, you're in pain, but the person who's harming you is also in pain. That's why he's harming you. that's so difficult. This is not, I mean, this is very advanced. It's really very advanced. It's not, you know, we are baby. We can ba make baby steps here. But I have met people like, uh, you know, I've met some of the old masters who have been trained in Tibet and who spend decades in Chinese uh, concentration camps. And they could practice this with their Chinese, uh, uh, with, with the Chinese who tortured them. So it is possible, but it is really difficult. So it's, I think we we need to be really kind and compassionate and not and not jump too quickly. So the second step is then to uh, to breathe in the pain of the person who is criticizing you, who is talking bad about you. So this is like the other situation, someone who humiliates you. Or then there's this example of someone you cared for, you cared for this person as your own child, and then he, he or she treats you badly. People put you putting you down, yeah. mobbing. So, of course, again, this is not about becoming a doormat and letting everything happen to you. This is really about uh, it's about you finding healing in you. And then the third step, the one where you then uh, open to um, this, oh, wow, this is happening everywhere. I'm not alone in this. And then the giving is to give. So, and give to give that which is needed, to give relief, to give healing uh, to yourself, so you are part of that. You are part of that field where you give into. So your own pain, but also the pain of the person who is criticizing you, who is humiliating you, and and then the, the pain which is created all around you through this kind of situation.
So in the in the Lojong teachings, this um, this kind of situations they are called they are like the teacher. So it's, it says though this person who's criticizing you is like a teacher. And again, I, I said it already, but the reason for that is that the job of the teacher, the job of the therapist, is to bring you in contact with the dark places in you. To become conscious, to become aware of that which you don't want to see, that what you're afraid of, that which you project, that which needs healing in you. And these kind of situations, they do exactly that. They, they put it really onto the table. And then if you, this, the, the, but the, our instinct of course then is push it out. So, and that's why we, we need to have these reminders and, and this, uh, this encouragement to slowly work on this. And it's a step-by-step approach and we will fail again and again and again yeah, but it is it is a direction. So part of this um, this process of being able to to recognize the pain of the of the person who who did this. How, how do you call this person? What would be a word for the person who did this? So the, this is the victim, and what's the other person? Is there a word for that? Perpetrator. Per- perpetrator. Perpetrator, yeah. Perpetrator, yeah. So the perpetrator. Part of that is a kind of, you can make a leap of faith into the teachings on karma that uh, these people they appear in, into in our life because we have created internally no we have created the the conditions for this to happen through the way we treated people in the past so from from the uh, from the point from the point of the teachings on karma the appearance of the situation the appearance of this person is actually an opportunity to heal something inside of you. It's a kind of feedback. It's like the universe who wants to break you open to enlightenment, coming and saying, I really wish you to be enlightened. I I do anything to make you enlightened, but you need to clean up your mess. You need to heal. And that's and here it is. Here's the, the, the situation, and the situ and and the situation is arising in your life because you have created the causes for that, not as a punishment. It, it's just a, a necessity to to heal that that part of you, to go to bring light into that dark place, which you. Uh, which you have, which you which you have created by not being conscious back then, 
by being unaware back then. So that's uh, that's something which, if you can make this leap of faith into the teachings on karma, which which can may maybe support you in this uh, gesture of opening and recognizing uh, the pain in the other person. Not not with guilt and how oh I must have been such a horrible person in the past or something like that. Uh, not like this. No, we are violent because we are confused, not because we are bad. There's, there's really no reason to feel guilty. It's, it's a confusion. It's, it's, it's a mistake. I didn't hear what you said. We are violent because. because uh, what did I say? You said something. Yeah, we are confused. We are confused because we are no, confused. No, okay. It's a, it's fear, and, and the and the fear is based on the I thought, on on the on the on the story, and from the I thought comes the thought of separation, and comes the thought of mine, and comes uh, the defensiveness and the reactivity. So there is no it it does not help to uh, feel to beat yourself up if you if you uh, become conscious of a dark place in you. What that dark place needs in you is love. And the dark place in the person, the perpetrator, the perpetrator, the dark place in the perpetrator also needs love. Maybe even more than the victim. Maybe you, you know this experience how painful it is to be the perpetrator. Then sometimes you would wish you would be the victim. Because, you know, yeah. I wonder, is this something that you can work with also with your inner judge, for example? Mm -hmm. The situation sounds similar, though. You, you're talking yeah. to people outside. Yeah, yeah, yes, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Mm. Yes. I think it's it's would be an interesting process to um, uh, to uh, in to kind of take the inner judge a bit out as you know like to personify the inner judge and then. Uh, and then, yeah, you 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 uh, you um, your own you, you you meet your own pain, the pain of being judged, and then you also, um, yeah, I think that they co it could be interesting to to, uh, to to look like that. But for example, maybe in the inner judge, you would recognize your father or mother or. Or you would recognize that that voice is uh, no is is coming from some some painful place in you, or you no know, being shamed. 
I mean, the inner judge is also like a continuation of being shamed in childhood. That being shamed, where that came from, was also pain. So, yeah, I think it's... Uh, and then, of course, the step of uh, acknowledging the mental disease of inner judge, uh, that and what, and then the giving. Yeah, I think it's it's a good it's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Yes, so the the other uh, verses they are just bringing bringing this uh, situations and I would encourage you to to read them and to bring yourself into this kind of situation. Remember how it felt. Imagine how it feels if you can't if you can't find a similar situation. And then you get to know how it feels in your body. Then you shift into the shoes of the this is a strange word, the pep pep. The, the person who did this and then and then um, and then you broaden to the pain uh, as the shared pain as the shared shadow and and then the giving yeah? and if it if it feels good for you you can combine it with the breath so the taking the approaching with the in-breath yeah, but you can also just yeah, approaching being with it uh, holding touching showing up being present that's the taking and then the giving yeah in your imagination visualization with the out-breath maybe to give relief to give what is needed and if you feel that you need support for that then you can re remember your Buddha nature you can feel the Dalai Lama behind you uh, you can imagine the Buddha in your heart and then and then you give from that and then uh, you can read in the commentary how what kind of uh, wisdom might arise once the situation becomes more open and it's being looked through as a construction so there's a there's a there then some insights can arise for example in the first first about the stealing how you know this concept of ownership uh, this idea that things really belong to us that that is a, a construction with you know, the other the other examples they are often connected with reputation 
um, so there, then there is you no know, this insight in also that I mean what are we defending like the rep reputation is something constructed it's made up it's stories and uh, so that would be then finding uh, freedom on a deeper level then Which, in the case of reputation, uh, it's said that this is the last thing which will be looked through. Because uh, as a spirit pr practitioner, uh, once at one point good qualities will arise, the narcissistic self-centered habit will identify with them and you would want to appear as a good practitioner as a good buddhist as a as a yogi as a good monk so so it is said in the teachings that the the, the concern about uh, our reputation and our fear for, of a bad reputation and critic, this is one of the last things which go. Pride. 